Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. It's wedding week in the Casillo household, and I'll tell you more about that later in the episode. We are your audio newspaper, and we thank you for being here with us. Coming up in this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Texas Army National Guard Specialist was a Mansfield High grad. Early voting has begun in Mansfield. Local mall implements weekend curfew for adolescents. The MAC kicks off their outdoor movie series this weekend. Zoning changes, park improvements, and townhomes. We cover them all in a moment with the mayor. Coming up in the features section. How do we know how far away the moon is? I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and we'll discuss this later in the space segment. Methodist Mansfield has hired a new doctor, and we'll introduce you to her in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Beth Steinke, and in the Mansfield Real Estate Report, we will learn more about appraisals and how they can affect home buying and selling. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may remind you of a childhood nursery rhyme. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, a special interview as Steve talks with a Mansfield bride-to-be about planning her wedding. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Growth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, We invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman CPA Firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, we provide every level of business tax and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. Hi, I'm Adam Larson, Operations Manager at the Mansfield Star Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The body of Texas Army National Guard Specialist Bishop E. Evans reported missing Friday at the U.S.-Mexico border after he jumped into the Rio Grande River to save two migrants was recovered Monday morning. Evans was missing after he tried to save two migrants from drowning in the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass, a border town about two hours northwest of Laredo. Evans was a member of the Mansfield High School's Junior ROT 
ROTC drill team and graduated in 2018, joined the Texas Army National Guard in May 2019, and served in Kuwait and Iraq. He was a field artilleryman and part of the A Battery 4133 Field Artillery Regiment in New Braunfels. Texas Army National Guard Specialist Bishop E. Evans was 22. Early voting started on Monday here in Mansfield at both the sub-courthouse and at Newsom Stadium. There are a number of issues on the ballot, depending on whether you live in the city or in outlying areas. Mansfield voters will have the opportunity to vote for four school board trustee positions and five municipal bond propositions. Early voting runs through May 3rd, and Election Day is May 7th. For more information on when and where to vote, and to see a sample ballot, visit VoteTexas.gov. The Parks Mall in Arlington has implemented a new weekend curfew system following a recent brawl among teenagers. The mall's Parental Guidance Required program will mean that anyone under the age of 18 must have an adult chaperone after 2 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. The chaperone must be at least 21 years old. The move comes after several teens were arrested after a recent fight at the mall. Parks Mall management said the new curfew is in response to the disruptive behavior. The mall's general manager, Lori Licious, said in a written statement that, quote, we want to reiterate that all are welcome at the Parks Mall at Arlington at any time. We simply require that during certain weekend hours, families shop together and guests under 18 are accompanied by an adult, unquote. Safety officers will be at the mall entrances during the curfew hours to check IDs. If someone cannot provide ID to prove that they are at least 18, they will need to be accompanied by an adult to be allowed into the mall. One adult can accompany up to four people under the age of 18. And if you're looking to take the kids out for a night of family fun, pack the car this Saturday with blankets and chairs and take the family to an outdoor movie. The Mansfield Activity Center is hosting the Mac Outdoor Movie Series and will be showing the Disney Pixar movie Luca, a coming-of-age story set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. The movie starts at sundown, approximately 8 p.m., and admission is free. The Mac is located at 106 South Wisteria Street, next door to the library. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. It is Tuesday morning that it is time for Mayor Michael Evans to be right here in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I hope that you are well. Today's my wedding anniversary. I have to be well. All right. Happy anniversary. Outstanding. Outstanding. 35 big years. That's a blessing. Uh, Long day for city council starting at 3 p.m. yesterday. Let's talk about public session. Yes, we started at 3 p.m., but we got out at 8.30, so we we, we survived. (laughs) All right. During during that early session, actually, it was a work session for us, and um, we discussed modifications to the uh, Mansfield Code of Ordinance, uh, Chapter 94. Uh, that's the um, ordinance that will cover uh, food ins- establishment uh, inspections and also the um, South Mansfield Form-Based Development District, which gives more clarity to the kind of construction that we would like to have in the uh, southern sector of Mansfield. Now, we later voted on the uh, food establishment uh, regulations because we're going to uh, begin food inspections in-house 
uh, here in the city. So uh, it won't be you won't walk up to a restaurant and see a grade of A, B, C, D or F. Now, we thought about it. We thought mm-hmm. about it, but it'll primarily just be pass fail. And uh, we'll have a QR code that uh, we believe. So people, if they want to know more about this establishment's uh, record, they can go in and they can find that. And, and uh, I, I think that um, folks out there will appreciate that. Now, during our 7 p.m. public meeting, uh, the council made uh, three very important uh, proclamations, Steve. And uh, the first one uh, was um, declaring April as Child Abuse Prevention Month, uh, just encouraging everyone to support families in an effort to prevent child abuse. And uh, the second one was to... Um, uh, to recognize the more than 1,000 veterans, and believe it or not, we have a lot of veterans in town, uh, recognizing uh, them and the, and the uh, sacrifice that they made. And we proclaimed and are now recognized as a Purple Heart City. Nice. Yes, yes. We are, we are very, very proud of that. And um, finally, in regard to the proclamations, uh, we uh, recognize May as Historic Preservation Month. So uh, we, we were able to um, just congratulate some very fine people in the city and just for the great work that they do. Moving on to consent agenda, there were several resolutions. Uh, let's talk about those. Yes, there were. Um, one was authorizing uh, the funding for the replacement of the Brown Street sewer line in an amount to not to exceed uh, $96,195. And let me tell you something. Uh, just think sewer and um, know that we need it because if it backs up, people will run out of that house. I'm telling you. All right. Also, uh, also, uh, uh, we approve funding in the amount of $57,800 uh, needed to uh, rebuild a uh, 310, a pump 310 at the uh, Bud Irvin Water Treatment Plant. And um, we we authorize that because, as I say, you know, we, we have to control that sewer issue uh, here in our city. And mm-hmm. It just keeps people happy, keeps them happy and clean as well. Uh, we also had an ordinance uh, to um, uh, modify, uh, again, the uh, code uh, chapter 94. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, we did go ahead and, and approve that. James McKnight West Park. Let's talk about some improvements that are going to be taking place in there. Yes, sir. Our park director, um, Matt uh, Young, came before us and uh, talked to us a bit about the uh, community development block grant and um, with hopes to uh, gain funding for the uh, James McKnight Park West. Uh, Quite a few of our parks now are are ready for some improvements, so uh, we're happy about that. We also had another public hearing uh, for the proposed uh, zoning change and planned development of a new community of townhomes and businesses in Southeast or at the Southeast intersection of Debbie Lane and North Walnut Creek Drive. That, that kind of butts up against uh, Clayton Chandler Park. And if it is approved, again, we, we're getting ready to have a second reading on that May 9th. If it is approved, uh, there will be 128 new homes uh, that will uh, be uh, constructed in that area, my friend. And then the zoning change. We're uh, talking about uh, West Broad. Things are happening out there. You know, yes. Um, and I think uh, historic, uh, to be to be honest with you. So we, we approve uh, on the second and final reading of an ordinance to uh, change the zoning from uh, pre-development district to actually a PD, which is a planned development uh, for a, a mixed lot, single family residential development. 
mixed lot, single family residential development. We're not talking about multifamily. We're talking about actually 427 homes and uh, community business commercial on more than 121 acres uh, located at 1101 West Broad Street. And um, to be honest with you, that that is historic. Uh, that has been a uh, depressed uh, side of town for really almost a century, yeah. literally a century. So uh, we appreciate um, uh, the family of Marianne Johnson, Joy Keller, uh, her daughter, and uh, for their work with the city and the staff. And, and one of the things that's going to be brought to that area will actually be a corner grocer. Uh, we haven't had that. That, uh, in that area. In People a have been asking for a grocery store on uh, the west uh, side of town. A, a long time, and uh, we want to do more uh, on the, the west. Uh, and when I say west, I'm not just talking about west broad, right. but I'm talking about uh, west as in Debbie Lane, 1187, that area as well. Uh, so we're bringing a new park out there, the Gertie Barrett Park, but also we are continuing to work to see that we get a grocery store in that area around Legacy, just just to be uh, uh, totally candid with you. We're, we're still working at it. And you're out by 845. You know, yeah, actually um, at 830. So 830. Um, I think somebody was, was betting that we wouldn't get out until 9, so uh, they lost that bet. But <laughs> anyhow, I'm Baptist, so I can't bet in public. You understand? I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Michael Evans, we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Don't forget, we, we're, we're in early voting, and uh, we can vote now through May 3rd. And election is May 7th, so I am touting the fabulous five propositions right here. Vote, vote, vote yes for our future and also for our growth. Thank you, Steve. It's a moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. Just a quick note that About Mansfield has interviewed all 10 of the MISD school board candidates, and those interviews are now available on the About Mansfield website, coincidentally aboutmansfield.com. Click on the local campaigns tab. And we'd love to know your opinions on the candidates, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's news at aboutmansfield.com. This coming Tuesday, May 3rd, is National Teacher Appreciation Day, which pays homage to the people who are largely responsible for your education and mine. It was in 1953 that Eleanor Roosevelt persuaded Congress to proclaim National Teachers Day. The National Education Association continued to observe Teacher Day on the first Tuesday in March until 1985 when the National PTA established Teacher Appreciation Week in May. How can you recognize your favorite teacher? Well, if they're still teaching, refill their school supplies. Write a letter of thanks showing your support, or perhaps volunteer at their school. If they're no longer teaching, recognize them on social media with a post, or maybe make a charitable contribution in their name. In any event, be sure to thank a teacher on Tuesday. Let's pass it on over to Colleen with the seven-day weather forecast. Colleen? Do you have a favorite teacher that you'd like to recognize? My favorite teacher is probably Mrs. Getter, who was my eighth grade English language arts teacher back in Tucson, Arizona. She was a tough teacher, but I always remember her fondly as she is the source of a strong foundation in grammar that has served me well ever since. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. After a rainy and cool start to the week, we're going to dry out a bit and warm up. We're heading for a high of 79 degrees on Wednesday, 83 degrees Thursday, 86 degrees Friday, 89 degrees Saturday, 84 degrees Sunday, 
83 degrees Monday and 88 degrees Tuesday. There's an increasing chance of rain as we head through the weekend, but we're dry for now. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Steve talks with a newly hired doctor in the Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Beth Steinke is here with the Mansfield Real Estate Market Report. And Brian Certain prepares yet another perfect libation in the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question. And in the talk segment, Steve helps plan a wedding. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hi, I'm Caden Shea. And I'm Parker James. From the band Olivox. 
and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. To the moon and back, Alice. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb is continuing his series about how big our universe really is. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Over the last three weeks, we found our way from our nearby moon to the edge of the known universe using powers of 10 to try to grasp how big the universe is. We know the moon is about 250,000 miles away, but it's a reasonable question to ask, how do we know this? Our first inclination is, well, just look it up on the internet, which is something I did when I started writing this. But for the answer to be there, someone had to figure it out. In this case, actually before there was an internet, and their measurements had to withstand the challenges of people who disagreed with the, the answer or the methods they used. That's how science works. The earliest account of estimating the distance to the moon is thought to be 2,600 years ago by Greek astronomer and mathematician Aristarchus of Samos. The basic idea is to have two observers separated by a large distance measure the angle on the sky where the moon appears at the same time. The slightly different angles, together with the measured distance between the two observers, can be used to describe a single triangle allowing a high school math student to compute the distance to the moon using what we now call trigonometry. They got within about 15% of the right number we know today. Now this was all before humans had invented GPS telescopes, computers, or even clocks. But they had just enough tools, and here's how they did it. First they had to know how far apart the two observers were. By this time, warring armies had needed accurate maps and some measure of distance, and they may have had road signs to the effect that Athens is 100 miles this way. Second, they had to have tools to measure angles on the sky. And courtesy of centuries of astrology, they had astrolabes, which are things kind of like modern sextants. Astrologers needed to measure the position of the planets relative to the fixed stars, And with the development of mathematics and these angle measuring things, you could actually turn these visual impressions of the sky into numbers. It was a big improvement over a bearded guy staring at the sky and mumbling about ill omens. Finally, the two observers had to know when to make these measurements at exactly the same time. Recall they didn't have clocks. By this time, people had figured out how to predict when a lunar eclipse would happen. So, on the night of a lunar eclipse, the two widely separated observers made their angle measurements at the time of the start of the eclipse. Knowing when the eclipse started was something an experienced observer of lunar eclipses would instantly be able to recognize. It's kind of genius. The thing you are measuring also serves as your timing clock. This measurement of distance approach is called parallax often expressed in parallax seconds or parsecs, long before there was Star Wars. The word seconds here refers to a measurement of angular size. A second of angle is one-sixtieth of a degree of angle. Over the centuries, the measurement was refined as more precise angular measurements were possible, and it was discovered that the moon's orbit was not a perfect circle, but an ellipse, slightly squashed circle, that was mathematically explained 400 years ago by Isaac Newton. This parallax method was eventually used to measure the distance to the other planets and nearby stars, and every few years we were able to measure the tinier and tinier angles necessary to measure further out into the galaxy. For greater distances, we have to use other less direct methods, which is a story for another day. In the 20th century, many other methods were developed, including radar, just like weather radar, but a lot further away, 
and super precise laser measurements of the distance. These laser measurements of distance to the moon are so good because the Apollo astronauts left reflectors near their landing sites. Anytime the scientists can see the moon, they shine a laser on that part of the moon and measure the time it takes to reflect the light back, considering the speed of light. In this case, the light's round trip takes less than three seconds, and we now have really accurate clocks to measure this time to a high degree of precision. Every few years, the clocks get even better. We can now measure how the distance to the moon is changing over time. It actually is including the fact that the moon is very slowly moving into a more distant orbit. That's also a story for another day. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. We're starting a new feature here on the About Mansfield podcast, Methodist Mansfield News to Know. And I'm Steve Casillo. We have in studio today, Bobby Shabatka, doctor who is starting a new practice in the professional office building number one connected to Methodist Mansfield Medical Center. Dr. Botka, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How long have you been practicing medicine? Solo since graduating residency. I started in fall of 2019 with a private practice here in the Mansfield area, and we've been working um, out of Methodist Mansfield. Um, recently, I just got the opportunity to start being employed with Methodist itself, so that's been great. So yeah, I've been here in this area for about three years now. I understand you're starting your own practice, Methodist Women's Care Associates. What brings you to practicing medicine here in Mansfield? You know, honestly, what brought me to Mansfield was my husband's job. He worked right down the street here, so what brought me here was him initially, but what brought me to stay was Methodist itself. Um, I really love practicing in this area. Um, I love the Hospital of Methodist, but the field of OBGYN is, is, is honestly just the best. Um, I love uh, educating women and getting them early in for their gynecological care. I am specialized in uh, operating the Da Vinci robot, so doing robotic surgeries, minimally invasive surgeries as well, and then a whole lot of other interests in the area, including contraceptive counseling, uh, abnormal bleeding, fertility, infertility issues, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome um, care, and then uh, low and high-risk pregnancy care as well. What is important to you when providing care to women here in Mansfield? Um, I think that all women need a specific care um, you know, generalized just to them. Not all women all fit into the same cookie cutter position. So um, being able to get to know women from whatever stage of life they're in and continuing on with their care um, here in the Mansfield area, I think would be great. Dr. Botka, so people can get a more personal view of, of what you're all about. What are your interests? I like to do a lot of things. It's very hard to answer that question. Um, being around in this area, uh, visiting, I mean, I've, I went to medical school here, so I'm familiar with the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but Mansfield has grown so greatly. Um, my husband and I, we like to go out and visit areas in the in the city. We have a dog. Her name's Sophie, um, taking care of her and just being out and being able to do things now. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that soon. That's Dr. Bavisha Botka, OBGYN at Methodist Mansfield, starting her own practice, Methodist Women's Care Associates. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Yeah, thank you for having me again. With the Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Steve Casillo for About Mansfield. An appraisal guarantee. Does it benefit the home buyer or seller? Beth Steinke has the answer with this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth? Last week, I shared what happens when an appraisal falls short of contract price. Today, we're going to take a deeper dive into the recent changes that have evolved in today's current and complex market. 
In the past, we would reopen negotiations if the appraisal came in lower than the offer or contract price. Today, that negotiation is preempted at the time an offer is made. Buyers are deciding upfront what they are willing to do regarding the appraisal. The Texas Real Estate Commission created an appraisal addendum to the state contract solely for this purpose. When an offer is made above asking price, buyers may choose to guarantee that price regardless of what the appraisal value may dictate. That difference, though, has to be made up by the buyer bringing additional cash to closing. This is in addition to their down payment and closing cost and is commonly referred to as gap money, specifically to cover the gap between the offer and the appraisal. Here's what this looks like in practice. On a house we recently listed for $365,000, there were 21 offers, six of them were over $400,000, and the winning buyer offered $425,000. That's $60,000 over asking price. Now, in the past, it would have caused uncertainty for the seller to accept such an offer because no one could predict where the appraisal would land on value. But this offer included the appraisal addendum that basically stated, no matter what the appraisal says, we will pay $425. Buyers using this option will need to provide proof of their financial ability to back that agreement when making the offer. There is no doubt that this has been one of the contributory factors for the recent and unprecedented increases in home prices. Sellers absolutely love offers with appraisal guarantees as it removes a layer of risk from the transaction for them. They know exactly what their net proceeds from the sale will be and are able to make plans knowing that they have at least one less contingency to worry about as the deal progresses towards closing. It is important to know that certain loan types, specifically those that are federally insured, cannot be contractually obligated to guarantee the appraisal gap, and it has definitely put buyers using FHA and VA loans at a disadvantage. And frankly, any buyers that don't have buckets of gap money have been challenged and frustrated in this market. But changes on the horizon, we can already see some signs of a slight deceleration. That is not to say a downturn. That's to say that instead of going 100 miles an hour, we are now going 95 miles an hour. But stay tuned right here for the data and the facts so that you can be the best informed about Mansfield real estate at your next social gathering, dazzling friends and neighbors with your statistical knowledge of the local market. Now let's get to the Mansfield real estate market update for this week. As of Tuesday, April 26, there are 40 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. That is 10 more on the market this week than last. Homes range from $260,000 for a cute three-bedroom, two-bath with just under 1,200 square feet, with a list topping out at $2.4 million, eight homes priced over $900,000. A quick check of homes that closed last week in Mansfield shows that we had 15 homes closed at an average of 107% of list price. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message, info at aboutmansfield.com. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the three blind refs. So when it comes to the Super Bowl and libations, most fan of the New Orleans Saints needed something a little stronger back in 2019. That year, the New Orleans Saints lost the NFC Championship after a missed pass interference call that would have put them in the position to win the game and send them to the Super Bowl. Barry Himmel, the beverage director at Bourbon House in the French Quarter, said that we're just trying to get over it, but we just can't. 
And he said that patrons plan to spend Sunday watching the Blackout and Gold second line parade that will pass by Bourbon Street, sipping the Three Blind Refs, a cocktail that he created to mourn the untimely end to the Saints season. It's a twist on the classic old-fashioned, Himmel says. Using three types of bitters in the mix, represented by the three NFL referees who all seemingly missed that very obvious pass interference call, as well as feeling harbored by most New Orleans. The cherry garnish looks like a spike through our hearts, he says. I'll be drinking a few of them this weekend. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients. You need two ounces of a good rye whiskey, like Old Forester or Bullet. You're going to use a half ounce Azuba Recarbo liqueur. So I'm going to take a second and stop here and say that this is a very unique liqueur. It's a little harder to find, but it's based around rhubarb and since its name. And it's also combined with lemon zest and lime zest, cardamom seeds, and other curative herbs. It adds a delicate and pleasant bittersweet taste much like many of the Amaro's that we've talked about. And in fact, if you have trouble finding the Zuka, you might want to substitute with a Amaro that we've talked about with other cocktails. So again, a half ounce of the Zuka Rabario liqueur or a half ounce of a good Amaro. You can use two to three dashes each of El Grappo's chicory pecan bitters, my favorite, Angostura bitters, and orange bitters. So that's two to three dashes of chicory pecan bitters, Angostura bitters, and orange bitters. And for the garnish, one Lizardo cherry and a lemon twist skewered on a toothpick. To make the drink, add all the ingredients to a mixing glass with ice, stir, strain into a new rocks glass with one large ice cube, and then twist the lemon twist with the cherry on the toothpick. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Casey Lewis, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. When did Vernon Newsom Stadium open and what is its seating capacity? Casey knew that, according to the Mansfield ISD website, Newsom Stadium opened in 2006 and can seat 11,134 football, soccer, or marching band fans. It's time for the highly coveted, wildly popular about Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. They are pumping out smoked tender meats and a unique organic sauce, and they've been doing it since 2013. Located next to the railroad tracks at 226 North Walnut Creek Drive, right here in Mansfield, you can find them on the internet at Big D Barbecue. Com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, as you know, part of the city of Mansfield dips into both Johnson and Ellis counties. Johnson County was founded in 1854, and Cleburne is the county seat. This week's trivia question is, who is Johnson County named after? 
Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who is Johnson County named after? Good luck. And thanks to Jordy and Gary at Big D for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, this is kind of a treat, not only for me, but I think it's going to be a treat to those who either are going through the process, who are about to go through the process, or knows someone who is about to go through the process of planning a wedding. And... Like I said, this is going to be a treat to me because in the studio today is my daughter. Hello. Sophia Casillo. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. You are in the process of planning a wedding. I am indeed. And so I thought I would have you come in and talk about the process that that you have already gone through. Now, we are recording this on March 28th, but this is actually being dropped Two days before your wedding day. This is true. How you feeling? I the there's a whole range of emotions going on, um, excitement, nervousness, anxiety. You know, little bits of, I mean, some anger, some fear, but main, mainly excitement. Mainly excitement. Now the 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 other reason I brought you in here, not only because you are a bride, but because you also work in the bridal industry. Describe what you do. Um, so I am a bridal consultant at Birdie Bridal in Azle, Texas. Um, it's truly the best job in the world. Um, I've told multiple people, including my own brides, that I just feel like I'm playing with Barbies all day. <laughs> I I I mean, it feels like I'm playing dress up. I I get to help brides pick the most important dress that they'll ever wear ever wear on their on their most special day and i absolutely love being a part of that journey when you are meeting with these brides and you're playing dress up and barbies with them are you giving them advice that you have learned in the process of of planning your own wedding oh absolutely i mean i depending on what the bride is looking for whether that's I mean, hopefully they've already picked their venue, but um, whether that's dress style or if they have a question regarding even so much as, you know, where do I find my bridesmaid's dress or where did you go for your florals or literally anything? I mean, I'm just about an open book. So regarding... I mean, obviously, I would want you to buy your dress with me. That that would be best case scenario. But, <laughs> but that doesn't always happen. Exactly. You know, if, it, if we don't have what you don't have, we don't have what you don't have. Or we don't have what you want. And right. that's totally fine. Let's go back then through the planning process. Uh, first of all, help, you're marrying Austin. Yes. All right. When, how, how long have you been engaged? We got engaged June 15th. So June to April... I don't feel like doing math right now. Let's just say almost a year. I believe that's about 10 months. Let's go with that. All right. So you've had a, you've had a 10 month window to, to plan your wedding. What was the first thing you did in the planning process? Rip my hair out from anxiety. Okay. Um, But then I picked my venue. You picked the venue and we don't have to go into specifics of where your wedding is going to take place or, right. or it's, but at least I want to give the bride or the the listener out there the idea of all right yeah the venue is a pretty important thing so maybe I should maybe I should book that first and although I know that the venue where your wedding is it's it's 
all-inclusive that your ceremony and your reception are going to be held at the same place. Right. So what what did you feel was the next going down the list of, of vendors or services that you needed to book? What was next on your list? So verse, first was venue. And then with the venue, obviously, you pick your date. Honestly, next thing I would say is dress, which... I'm a little biased, obviously, working at a bridal dress salon. First, you find where you're married, and then you figure out what you're going to wear. That's just, you know, <laughs> hand in hand. So it didn't, it never occurred to you that maybe you should book the photographer or the uh, the DJ or before buying a dress? I mean... Because what I'm, I, what I'm getting at is... is the DJ and the photographer are people who have schedules versus a dress does not really have a schedule with the exception of tailoring. Yes and no. Um, personally, I do feel like dresses do have a schedule, at okay. least coming from the stylist perspective. Um, just to kind of ballpark it, ordering a wedding dress takes about five to seven months mm. and then an extra two to three months for alterations. So... So it does have a schedule. It does have a schedule. So really, unless you are buying your dress from, say, an off-the-rack type of store, a consignment type of store, um, you really do have to keep in mind dates and schedules while you are picking your dress. So say you're getting married in June, but you just got engaged like two months ago. Mm -hmm. Most of the time you're probably not going to be able to order your own dress, like a custom made dress for you just because the designer won't be able to make it in time. Alterations is already going to be ahead of the schedule. So you would most likely have to pick something off the rack or consignment or something of that sort. Would you recommend that for, even if it's beyond say six months, eight months, maybe a year, yeah. would you recommend that for say a bride that's on a budget? Absolutely. I mean, um, consignment off the rack dresses, I would say are just as beautiful, if not more than your average dress that you do order in a normal type of bridal salon. Um, but in cases where maybe you don't have the biggest budget or you are, you know, kind of running out of time, I would definitely recommend a consignment or off the rack type salon. The venue, the dress, what else should brides be be thinking about and again we're looking you're looking about 10 months out when you start with the venue and the dress so right. what was next on your list photographer and dj the photographer and the dj because they are people who have who schedules. have schedules yes <laughs> <clears throat> score one for dad <laughs> and but then i would assume uh, you're also setting up you have an account on the knot i do do you recommend that every bride go through that process? I would probably look at your options and see what fits best for you. Um, I know there are a multitude amount of websites or um, different apps or different programs where, you know, you have your checklists and your budgets and whatever it may be. I mean, there's the knot, wedding wire. Um, I mean, you can make your own website, make your own checklist, whatever it may be. But I personally went with the knot just because they had their own customized checklist, their own budgeter in the app, which I really appreciated, and just a whole bunch of other details that I really liked and really appreciated. Um, 
towards the beginning of the planning process, I was in between, I was planning on both the wedding wire and the knot, but I mm-hmm. eventually moved everything over to the knot just because there were little bits and pieces that, you know, I liked from wedding wire, but I also like from the knot. And so I figured, why would I go back and forth on both of them when sure. I can just use one programming that would just make so much easier. So. Does the knot charge a bride and groom to have an account? No, everything's completely free, I everything's think. Everything's free. Okay. Uh, venue, dress, DJ, and you prefer a DJ over a live band? Yes. At least photographer. All right. Let's start looking at the timeline then. How far out are we and what would be the next thing that you would consider? I would go into florals. Now, you did something different that, that most brides may not even consider. I did. Um, I did dried florals. Um, a lot of brides at least recently that I've been seeing have been doing either dried florals or silk florals just because those are a lot, they're a lot more affordable, first of all. And second of all, you can keep them. So I ordered mine off of Etsy. Of course, everyone's like doing the whole pompous grass and the boho theme, which like, I really like it. That's my personal preference. But the great thing about it that I have thought about is that once the wedding is over, I can just use those florals for decorations in my future home. And they're never going to go bad. Of course, they're all dried. Right. Like they're all, they're all dead, which sounds kind of morbid. And dried flowers, are, are they real flowers that have been dried or are they silk flowers? That's- I know the dried florals are real flowers that were dried. How important is it for the groom to be involved in the planning process? And we'll, we'll get into why I asked that question in, in just a second. <laughs> Oh, that question makes me laugh. Um, I I personally, I don't think the groom has to be super involved. Of course, if you're not in a situation like mine, like like you said, we'll, yeah. we'll touch on that in a second. But um, if you're not in a situation like mine, I would recommend your groom being as involved as he wants to be and has, as comfortable as he is with it. Of course... I always mess with my brides like, oh, like when I'm at work, like, oh, you know, like, is your fiance super involved? Like, does he does he like to plan, you know, help with the wedding and stuff? And so they'll always mess with me like, oh, no, like he doesn't like to be involved. He doesn't blah, blah, blah. And of course, that's the stigma in the wedding world. Like, you know, the groom kind of just writes over the checks and shows up in a suit and tie and exactly says I do. Exactly. But it doesn't always have to be like that. I mean, I, I really appreciate when brides tell me that their fiancés have been really involved and they have been, you know, helping and, you know, putting in a few words and their opinions and such. I personally love it when Austin tells me, you know, oh, you know, I do like this or I don't like this or whatever it may be. But you were in a unique situation for seven months where you were basically on your own in the planning process because... My fiancé's in the military. And for seven months. He was on a deployment. Yes, he was. Serving the United States. uh, So, yeah, he went to Kuwait and back. He did. Um, He was on what's called a mule. So he was stuck on a boat for seven months, kind of touring around. I think it was like the Asian Sea Ocean. I believe he told me he passed by like Indonesia and the Philippines and Guam and you stopped in Kuwait and Bahrain and all kinds of other awesome countries. When he was on land, he had very limited access or uh, to communicate with you. And I think you did during that time, ask him a few questions about a groom's cake and, and, but 
for the most part, he was at sea with no communication. So that left the planning process to you and and who else then? Because it's it's pretty daunting to have to plan a wedding by yourself. Uh, who's been your support in planning? Um, my lovely father on the other side of the microphone. And? And my lovely mother, who's probably listening. <laughs> so Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids have been amazing. Um, I truly couldn't have asked for any better bridesmaids. They've been so awesome. Um, two of them are actually Marines serving as well. Um, so it's really nice to kind of see their perspective on it. And, you know, they've they've also kind of experienced the same things that Austin is going through. So they're, they've been able to give me that kind of moral support, especially, like you said before, planning a wedding basically by myself. Going uh, down the list again, we've we've now ordered the flowers. And so the, the venue, the DJ, the photographer, the flowers and the dress, at what point... We need food. We need um, an officiant. We need... So uh, let's keep talking. Well, food, I kind of let you handle that one. I took care of the food. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Officiants, we actually had, again, a unique situation. Austin and I met through Young Life when we were both in high school. And our Young Life leader um, is actually our officiant, Mr. Jordan Cunningham. So. Nice. Those are some of the long-term planning. What are some of the short-term planning? I, I, and I, we didn't even talk about cake, did we? Uh, uh, at what point did you order your cake? Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. And that was still six months out or so, wasn't it? I think so. That was... And... And? Another cost-saving... Yes. ...idea. We got Instead our, of yeah. going to a custom cakery as they're called in the wedding industry, cakery, uh, mm -hmm. bakery. Uh, you got your cake. From a local grocery store. We went to Market Street. And they make great cakes. They do. We get them all the time. They're yummy. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, before you and mom went on the diet. Helps. Helps. Uh, it helps when, uh, you know, when dad's addicted to a grocery store, right? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> when the general manager knows you by name. Yes. The cake and some of the short-term planning that I can think, well, invitations. Yes. Save the dates. Oh, that's right. You did save the dates. Uh, at what point do you, or will you be purchasing rings? And at what point uh, is that happening? Rings, I mm, I know everyone says about, I think, six weeks out okay. from the wedding. But I'm thinking we might, I'm really not sure. I mean, obviously, we, we will be getting wedding bands, but um, at least... His situation is a little bit different, especially being in the military. I know he won't be able to wear his like actual wedding band to work and out in the field and what have you. So um, I was debating on getting him those like silicone rings sure. that you can get. You can get like a pack of six of them for like 20 bucks on Amazon. So um, when he's, you know, at work or, you know, everyday life or out in the field or whatever he may be doing, he can just wear those and then maybe maybe on the weekends or like special occasions or whatever, he can just wear his like actual wedding band. Yeah. So. And not only are you, or not only were you in that unique situation where he was deployed for seven months, but to make it even more unique, yes, he has finished his deployment, but it's not like he's back here in North Texas. Mm -mm. So he's actually stationed out in California. So even 
even though he's stateside, he's still technically not home with us. So even though we do have to continue another month of long distance while we're still engaged, he'll be home hopefully within the next couple of weeks or so. So. Right. And again, this being recorded on March 28th, by the time you, the listener, are listening to this, he's home. Yay. He's ready. Uh, I believe he's coming home April 11th. Yes. Which is also your mother's birthday. Happy early birthday, Mom. Yes. And well, it's, late. well, now it's yeah. after the point. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any tips? You know, we've been we've been kind of going over some of the the cost saving tips for for brides. Mm-hmm. The dried flowers versus getting real bouquets. The uh, the grocery store cake versus the cakery or bakery. The uh, the off the rack dress versus a custom dress. Right. Are there any other cost saving ideas that you have for brides? Oh, I do have one. I, d- mm, I probably have a couple, but this is just the first one that came to mind. Save the dates are totally optional. If you do want to do save the dates, you know, that's totally up to you. We decided to do them. But if you are planning on, you know, sending out save the dates or if, you know, you want to cut back on invitations a little bit more, I personally designed all of my stationary decor signs invitation save the dates literally designed all of it on canva from there i mean you can literally start from scratch you can design they have all kinds of different font if you really feel like you really need to um subscribe to i think it's like canva pro or something totally up to you but you and you don't have to be an experienced graphic artist exactly to figure out canva yeah it's super easy i mean step by steps i mean everything is labeled so, I mean, I guess you can kind of figure it out yourself, kind of play around with what you like, what you don't like. I also watched a lot, more than I would like to admit, a lot of TikToks and YouTube videos and whatever it may be, just about wedding planning in general. Um, social media these days are so helpful regarding, you know, just wedding planning in general. Yeah. I mean, I... I've been watching like DIY videos on how to, you know, make like PVC pipe sign holders and, (laughs) and, you know, all of a sudden I feel like I'm a carpenter at Home Depot, you know, here are the size of PVC pipes I need. And, you know, I'm going to put my big girl panties on and I'm going to make this darn sign, darn it. Canva and then printing all of your stuff at Staples. I got... All of my invitations, all of my save the dates. I'm planning on getting all my signs and decor and such from Staples just because it is so cheap. Mm-hmm. So um, especially printing in bulk, I feel like also helps a lot with it. Right. So in the few minutes that we have left, and, and isn't it 20 minutes goes like that. One year away versus six months away versus three months away. A bride comes into you to your shop. Not necessarily talking about dresses, but talking about weddings in general. Okay. What is the one piece of advice that you have to give to a bride one year out, six months out, and three months out? I actually have two pieces of advice. Just soak it all in and take a deep breath. I mean, wedding planning really flies by like that. So, I mean, it it genuinely feels like yesterday I just got engaged at the water gardens. Mm -hmm. So, it's... 
it truly, truly feels like it's gone by so fast. But I would definitely take some time to just kind of soak it all in. You know, once you've made a decision about planning or booking something or whatever it may be, just take a step back, you know, take a couple days or take a day to just kind of chill out, enjoy being engaged. Um, and then when things get stressful, I know things are going to get stressful. Trust me, I'm I am saying that as a bride who is stressed out. But um, just take a deep breath. At the end of the day, it's going to be so worth it. I mean, obviously, I haven't experienced my wedding yet. I will in about two days from the time that this is being aired. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee it's going to be the best day of my life. And I cannot, cannot genuinely be more excited. Yeah, whether it's minute or grand, something is bound to go wrong on your wedding day. Right. And... You just kind of have to go with the flow because there's not really a whole lot you can do about it until Monday. Right. Honestly, I'm kind of expecting something to go wrong, which <laughs> as bad as that sounds, it just it makes the cushion a little bit easier in case something does go wrong. Knock on wood. But, you know, if something does go wrong, just say screw it and go along with it. Like you, you can't say screw it on this podcast. Oh, should I say something else? No. Just say heck with it and and move on. There you go. You know, if something goes wrong, then something goes wrong. If not, then, you know, whoop-de-doo. You have a good attitude. Thank you. I, I try my hardest. I'm looking forward to walking you down the aisle. Oh, I'd hope so. Yeah, I am. Everyone who sits in that chair goes through what's known as the lightning round. Let's do it. You don't even know what the lightning round is. I have my my expectations and my and my guesses, but all right. It's a very simple exercise of this or that. Okay. All right. So. So. If you're ready. Okay. Night or day. Night. Coffee or tea. Coffee. Movie theater or live theater. Ooh, live theater. Boat or plane. Plane. Phone or computer. Phone. Fruits or veggies. Ooh. <laughs> Veggies? Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Twitter or Insta? Both? Can I say both? I'm going to say both. Big party or small gathering? Big party. DJ or band? DJ. What's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Sophia, I'm looking forward to Friday night. It's going to be a great night for you and for Austin. And as the father of the bride, I'm, I'm very happy for both of you. Thank and, you. And I can't wait. Appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast and uh, and and talking about the, the the wedding and the planning process. And thanks for being on about Mansfield. And thank you again for having me. This was fun. I should do this again sometime. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another one of Mansfield's finest citizens. You'll just have to tune in to find out who it is. As always. This is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never, ever send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporter, Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. 
Mansfield real estate market update, Beth Steinke, Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin, Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain, Post-Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. <laughs>